Can I just start? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I thought you start. It's you're the host. No, no, no. Oh, okay. You just you know go for okay. it. The uh, <clears throat> hi, I'm all right. Three, two, one. Hi guys, I'm Jai or Jairel, and uh, when Martin asked me to be on this podcast, I was like, huh, what is this about? Hello, welcome back to another another episode of Help. I'm with people hosted by me, Martin Tubig, and joining me, as you heard, is Jairel. And uh, Jairel and I go way back. Very way back, <laughs> I think during our technically high school days. Um, and uh, Jai, you know, uh, how are you, man? <laughs> hey, man. I'm so glad to be on this uh, radio podcast. Wow, radio. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is technically a radio. It felt, felt like radio. <laughs> technically, yeah. Well, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? You know, where where'd you go to school? What were oh, sure. your aspirations? Wow. Aspiration. I'm perspiring right now. Uh, <laughs> okay, a little bit about me. I'm 26. I, I turn 26 tomorrow, actually. Surprise. Oh my gosh. Birthday Happy podcast. birthday. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so what else? Uh, I'm an undergrad, like most people who's around this age. I'm a middle child for whoever's middle child, all the middle childs out there. I know how you feel. <laughs> uh, practically born and raised in the Filipino church here in Singapore. Born in Singapore as well. And yes, Martin is right. We go way back, back to uh, our high school musical days, actually, very long time ago. Uh, yeah, and I'm here. I'm here now. Doing well. <laughs> How are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, whoa, it went to me. Okay, well, I'm okay. I'm good. Um, just went to the gym recently and, you know, oh, nice. very hyped for this because um, I missed you so much. Mm, missed and... you too, dude. And uh, for one thing, uh, as Jai said, he's from Singapore, and um, he's he grew up there. He's the millennial there, along oh, with our yeah. other friends. <laughs> so mm -hmm. Jai, um, how's it? How's it like? You know, what's your you know what's your typical day like in in, in Singapore right now? Like with the right with now pandemic, yeah. So the pandemic has been hard on everybody, but. For the typical student here in Singapore, uh, mostly at home, actually. Yeah, either study from home, work from home. Right now, I'm uh, interning because uh, I'm, uh, I'm in my third year in university here. So typical day, um, Mondays and Fridays, work from home. Tuesday to Thursday, I go to office. Uh, on my work from home days, uh, because of the nature of my job, it's uh, project-based. So they give you assignments and they just trust you to fulfill them. And so I fulfill them early if I can, and I go to the gym <laughs> uh, or do what I love most nowadays, climbing on rocks. I've seen you guys posting those things and I'm like, how come I'm not invited? And, I'm, and, then, <laughs> and then I go, oh, wait, I can't because I'm, I'm in the Philippines. They're in Singapore. Right, right, right. It's not like they don't want me there. <laughs> <laughs> if you but, were here, I would be the yeah. first to invite. I think I would join you guys because whenever I see it, I'm like, dang, their backs look so, so good. Look <laughs> <laughs> good from the good. I love the fact that um, you and Jez, who have been together for uh, a long time now, mm. very Jez is my friend. girlfriend, by the way, guys. Yeah, yes. yeah. She's taken, so back off. <laughs> <laughs> 
people in like no one knows who she is yet uh but yeah jazz is uh jazz girlfriend uh we just like her we all go way back <laughs> and mm. um i understand that from this rock climbing thing you guys were able to like make an instagram page and you guys are posting on it and I, it's a very couple thing and i think it's very oh cool. yeah super yeah, the only thing left is uh celebrating monsteries which we, which we don't <laughs> uh, what? okay no that's good that's good if you don't celebrate it at least anniversary it's much more meaningful right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh aside from rock climbing which is honestly that's a really good topic to talk about um mm. What do you do other than rock climbing, other than, you know, in your job? Uh, I know for the longest time, you've been quite involved in WIN Singapore's ministry uh, because your dad is the head pastor there, right? <laughs> I yeah, think spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I normally don't tell. I just say, oh, my, my family serves in the, in the church quite a yeah. lot. <laughs> That's what I normally say. <laughs> But yeah, you're right, Martin. I've been uh, in the youth ministry for ever since I was 14. I remember when I was 14, I literally just joined our youth ministry, which was like roughly age 13 to 20 something. One of the pastors came to me, Jai, uh, you know, like started counseling me. I'm like, I'm 14, man. I just got my first hair, you know, on my kid. And then like, Jai, we need you to uh, help facilitate uh, some of the small groups. I had no idea what I was doing. I said yes. And uh, I guess God just uh, <clears throat> shaped me along the way, very roughly. Uh, and it was such a blessing and so fun to serve uh, in the youth ministry all these years. I'm 26 now, so that's like, what, 12 years ago? 12 years in the youth ministry? Yeah, 12 years. Total. 14, that's like secondary two? Secondary two, yeah, secondary yeah. two. But we so only what, met... What's that equivalent there in Philippines? 14. Grade, grade eight. I have no idea, bro. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That's how out of the loop I am in this education system. But 14 and then two years or like one year later at Sec 3, suddenly someone appeared in your life. Uh, he's really cool. He's talking to you right now. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Can't forget, Martin. Yeah. And our, our mutual friend invited me to church and I... I really didn't know what it was. Like I was already Christian, but no one knew. Everyone, I think everyone thought I was Catholic or something. But yeah, when I attended, the first thing I saw was Jai playing the drums. And mm -hmm. throughout the years, I've seen him improve. I tried picking up an instrument, but found out that I, I don't have the time or the patience to learn one. Although I kind of know how to use a ukulele. Use, not, you know, play. <laughs> there's a difference <laughs> but yeah jai you know uh music has always been part of your life you're a drummer and everything and serving church what was it like for serving that long in the youth ministry for 14 years like can you just describe it like you know like when our batch from our batch from oh, the beginning yeah, sure, yes. all the way in like that oh, transition shit, so period long. and i understand that a month ago you just ended right like you, you just mm. moved ministries so yeah. what it's like to move on to that next season like god's calling you well 14 years um felt like a few days honestly but i think it grows on you because i remember in the first few years serving i had no idea what i was doing because i'm 14 
uh, I haven't even properly found my faith yet at the time. In fact, I think I only started like properly understanding the gospel and following Christ when I was like St. Pauli year, year one, what, 18 years old, 17, 18. So you may ask, what, what was I doing in the first like four or three years? I was just doing what I was told. Uh, I was just told that I have to serve and I just at but so somehow that's where I learned how to facilitate because facilitation is a skill you can learn It's based facilitating is just handling group discussion. You don't have to be knowledgeable about the topic. You just are. All right. Who's next? All right. Your turn. What, what do you have to say? You know, like, oh, that's great. All right. How about you? You know, like you just you're that guy who's uh, <laughs> keeping the conversation alive. But when I was 18, that's when uh, I that's when I really started following uh, for following Christ proper. Um, whole other like I can have a whole episode on that. <laughs> it's such a long story. <laughs> but essentially, God's calling for me uh, kept changing, growing, and it's, it's mostly Him molding me and changing me. And um, after 14 years, I I can say that as I leave this ministry now to join another one full time, a uh, full time not like leave my job but like change ministry essentially <laughs> uh yeah, yeah not to get the wrong picture but yeah as i as 14 years have gone and i'm moving now i really feel like wow god is really the one who makes makes things grow you know we've our youth ministry is not perfect and our youth leaders aren't either we make a lot of mistakes um and we all we are we retry our best and sometimes we could have done better all most of the time and now when when i see these uh kids uh grow up and now they were our age when we were first met and stuff oh my and gosh. to see them change and grow and become leaders of their own i i can leave with with gladness yeah in my heart because honestly i don't know how they evolved to be like that other than that it's god's grace and it was god who did most of the work i know this part about you because i've seen it done i've, I've seen you do all these facilitating part you you are so productive in that <laughs> and i think it helped me uh stay in the loop as a person who like you know i'm not a pastor's kid i i don't have family who that attends church as much as jai's <laughs> but jai and a couple of our friends uh, our batch they made sure that i felt welcome i felt like i was supposed to be there <laughs> marts get over here um <laughs> And yeah, I've seen Jai grow as a person. Honestly, I, I was at that, you know, when you were 18 and you were doing all this ministry, I know you were at Campus Crusade, right? What is it called again? Na it was uh, Navigators, yeah. Navigators, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some kind of Campus Crusade Navigators thing. And you invited me sometimes, even though I was like from a different school, um, from your path. Mine was a bit different, if you know what it is. Mine was... Mm. Uh, like you know we're adults now so i can say it <laughs> yes <laughs> um, my my path was very different from jay uh, i didn't want to follow god because i felt like i knew everything already and i already have my friends with me and that was enough and and i think what helped a lot with what jay did for in my life personally was that he he never stopped trying to reach out i can tell you this guys everyone who's doing ministry right now or who's apprehensive about starting to be in one jai was 
always cheerful. He never really showed sadness as much as it, you know, as much as it is sometimes sad to be in ministry because you don't know what you're doing and you're just really depending on things happening. And yeah, um, you know, for me, I have to thank Jairel, you know, being part of his batch, being part of his life and always just welp- welcoming me, inviting me to church and stuff. And oh my gosh, I want to cry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, you know, um, and I'm just glad that, you know, God was able to move me here. Um, Jai and I had dreams of becoming oh, part yeah. of our radio thing back in poly days. Uh, unfortunately, I, I went to a different school. Jai didn't continue. How could I? Yeah, I, I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, here we are. And here we are. And I think mm. this is, I think that's so cool that God was just able to put us here and like, you know, we're, technically this could just, you know, <laughs> this could just be the Marts and Jai show. I hit one episode now and I'm so grateful for that. And um uh, for your time as well. Um, and, you know, we were able to catch up. I was asking about the youth there. Mm. And and uh, when we were talking about that, I, I was, you know, I wanted to compare what was it like to run mm. the youth ministry there and how is it run here? Because here, it's hard because some of the kids, they are from, like, a different place. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, some of the kids, they don't live in the ideal home environment or mm-hmm. they have to do chores and they don't, you know, their parents don't really understand. Some of them are were just like me where like, you know, I just go to church because my friends were there. I think it was very different, you know, mm-hmm. in Singapore. So how did you manage to, you know, just continually making sure that they're being fed? Hmm. Well, um, it is a challenge, uh, even though in Singapore, such a small country, everybody, you're always one hour away from everywhere, theoretically. So travel is never an issue to get to church. But we do have our own types of challenges. I, I can imagine it's very different from uh, challenges faced in the Philippines. Um, mostly, the, mostly the parents, um, the parents are the first uh, challenge, because if the, the parents has to believe in the youth ministry that their kids need that community uh, because it helps that the parents push oh anak you need to go to no, youth what time's your youth stuff like that really really that that is that really helps especially when they're young yeah and they're young but if they don't if they make their own decisions the parents don't encourage them to go it's very difficult because you know there's no one on the other end to help uh, encourage them to to come to fellowship primarily because they're at home Monday to Saturday. We only have Sunday. And at home is, you know, we always say in, in, in church that family is like the, your first ministry. So we count a lot on the parents uh, and their relationship with their kids. Uh, that's, well, that's the first major challenge. We can't really control that. So we, at most, we, we inform our pastor and they are the ones who, who try to encourage them. But the second challenge is... Yeah, keeping them fed. Yes, because so back in the day, uh, youth ministry, what we talked about were all very bite-sized nuggets of wisdom, short stories in the Bible, 
things that they already learned in Sunday school for most of them, right? So they come to use like nothing new, like everything is the same, just now we have to keep coming. So uh, it took a while. And uh, I think when I around when I was 18, 19, that's when I started, okay, we need to, we need to really dig, deep dive and grow because these kids are not babies forever, not spiritual babies forever. There's lots of gems and precious wisdom in the word that we can dig and apply to our lives. And we're all stuck with our basic uh, stories. So at that, at that point, uh, when I was 18, 19, that's when, that's when we started to do more book studies. We had more in-depth reading of the scriptures. We, we did away with devotionals. We tried doing away with devotionals. We thought, all right, we're done with daily bread for now. We're gonna teach you to read. Uh, and we're going to use the Bible only and get them comfortable reading. You know, we're not going to spoon feed you guys anymore. We're going to teach you how to feed yourself. That was the biggest challenge uh, because, you know, teach a man to fish and, you know, the analogy. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially, this, that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give a man a fish, he will feed his family for a day. So teach, teach a young young man, young woman to feed themselves uh, in their own relationship with God, they will carry it on when they become adults. So that was the biggest challenge, the second biggest challenge. Third, I would say, uh, what would be the third biggest challenge is when they start growing up. When they start growing up, um, we have to understand people's lives change in their journey. Yeah, not everybody can commit the same way. Uh, but the biggest challenge is follow up. And that's on the leaders. Sempre, you know, you're, 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 when you start going to college, you start having work and your work lands on Sundays. Um, when you're not free to come on the weekdays for like fellowship or Bible study, they're out there in the world now and they're on their own. Uh, but somehow, because they're still young, they're not fully ready yet. So the third challenge is on the leaders to follow up one-on-one -on -one with these kids. Well, not kids anymore, young adults. Yeah, follow up, guide them, be with them intentionally, lovingly, uh, no matter how far away they live. And we do it until, you know, technically we should never stop doing it. You know? Yeah, so as, as, they, as they age, the frequency of you following up uh, can change, but depends on the person. But that's the third challenge, because that's more on our, our uh, responsibility to individually seek and walk with them. Hmm. So I would, I would say those are the top three challenges uh, that we face here in Singapore. I understand that challenge because I think I was one of those youths who did stray away <laughs> from, from very far. And uh, actually, until, actually until very recently when um, I think around three years ago when I realized that, you know, these there were pastors, there were my friends, they were trying to reach out to me. I was having a totally different lifestyle. I didn't want anyone's help because, you know, college was like exploring and everything like, <laughs> you know, how, how kids were in Singapore. Now, even though everyone wants to say, hey, I'm exploring, I'm independent and stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's really that challenge from you guys. And, uh, and the way that, you know, things happen. It's, mm. we just have to be thankful that they'll be safe, right? Uh, yep. In a very, you know, at least physically, they'll be safe. And 
whatever challenges they have to face, like, you know, they, they decide to just go to work instead of, <laughs> instead of attending youth or uh, attending Sunday. They, you know, uh, it's, it's very hard because I understand this part because I was part of that, <laughs> of that Astrayed youth bit. But at the same time, I understand your side because I see it happening here in Philippines mm. where, you know, they're not really kids, but they're in their 20s and they want to do other stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it's painful seeing someone who you've spent, you know, like a, a very, not long time, like, oh, there's the Singlish coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's been a very long time. Like you just spend with them, uh, you see them almost every Sunday. You talk to them. You know about their lives. You know about their parents and stuff, and what they love to do, what their aspirations were or are, mm-hmm. depending on the youth. <laughs> and it's just we have to, you know. I think you would say the same. Like we have to really cling on God, on mm-hmm. directing them back to Him. It's not really about. You know, it's your it's your job to just be accountable, saying, "Hey, how are you?" Which you've yeah. done to me <laughs> quite a while, quite quite a few times. But at the same time, it's you know just living your life, right? Like you know, because mm-hmm. God, it's just one aspect of your life. It's someone mm-hmm. else's life, and you can't mold with them too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's painful. It's painful to go back because I can I can see both sides now, and mm-hmm. uh, you know. Obviously, you know, I, I'm very thankful for you. I'm very thankful for Ate Michelle as well. Shout out. Mm. That's my sister, uh, guys. <laughs> don't touch her. She's getting married. She's getting married. <laughs> yeah. And I think you and Jez, still very good friends of mine. I miss you both. I love you both. Um, I miss you I both. Want... I mean, miss you. Love you both. But yes. Okay. And... I really do want to see you guys like I really want to see us like from Win Alabang, uh, my church, and Win Singapore like coming together at least like like one time. I think we talked about this during 2020. Yeah, camp, right? We, yeah, we want to do camp and I wanted I wanted you guys and like, you know, any other youth that who can afford it, who's allowed, who has permission to come with us Win Alabang to a different area it's totally mm-hmm. safe <laughs> i promise yes yes <laughs> uh spend three four days out there like in a you know whatever the camp organizers have and you know you experiencing what it's like because you know your camp your camps were great i loved the camps because we had like a big bonfire and everything i don't want to spoil mm-hmm. anything about the camp because i know i'll get in trouble from my mentors <laughs> and my kuyas <laughs> but the camps it helps um that's why you know i think it really puts you out there it's it's really between you and god mm-hmm. and also with god's people it's it's a really nice retreat it's just sometimes you'll get hurt you know so, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that casting yeah. was really was a really good idea mm-hmm. um it was just so unfortunate that covid happened like several months later because um we did have overseas camps before and it were like above my batch like my sister's batch they went to some place in the philippines i can't remember the name <laughs> so yeah but we did go you know we did send the youth out long ago what's what's stopping us from doing it again but yeah then covid so 
I remember when you first told me about the camp and how psyched psyched you were. I was so psyched too. I was like, oh wow, this this would be very good for. for it's like a typical friendship of us. It's like I would hype Jai or he would hype me, yeah. and then we would actually do it together. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what's? Wait, wait, wait. We're, we're gonna move away from ministry for now. Well, what was the thing that we were like? Like, I forgot. I forgot a lot of things, but I know we always do that. Like, we would hype each other. We would do some together. You remember something like like that? Yeah, like, like it can anything, man. Like hey, you want to go hike or not? You know, like want to go hike at the hill or you want to go Daiso and buy some random stuff or you want to go arcade or anything. Really, we just hype hype each other for for all kinds of uh, activities. <laughs> oh, I remember. Okay, I got one. I got one. I got one. But but I love the hiking part. The hiking part was like the most healthiest thing we always do. <laughs> yep, that's true. And it's like everyone's gathering, everyone's sweating. I'm like, wow, it's so tiring. And then we would act like uh, we would act like Australian and like, oh, check it out, it's the wilderness. <laughs> are you guys <laughs> Look at ready? That <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how are oh, we yeah. gonna survive? And you know, stuff like that. I, but I got one that I remember, and we videoed it. Um, it was when someone brought in a transformer bumblebee helmet. And we oh. were, <laughs> and we were downstairs. We were downstairs, and we were like, "Wow!" Just looking at the helmet and stuff. Like, "Wow, this is really cool." How come it's like this and that? And like, we were exchanging oh, it. Hey, wear it, wear it. Oh yeah, yeah. Back in like YMCA basement. Yeah, yeah, YMCA basement. And and then and then I think a friend of ours with a skateboard came in. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, one of the higher batches came in and he was visiting or something, I think from NS <laughs> and he, he brought like, um, the skateboard and we were like, oh my gosh, we, we need to do something with this. And then I got on top of the skateboard and I was, oh my gosh. And I told Jai, Jai ride me. <laughs> <laughs> That's on Facebook. I think I. If you dig deep enough, that Facebook video is there. You can find it. That's true. That's true. We uh, it'll appear. It'll appear some of these days. The the year is still days, young. It'll appear. So we'll see it. We'll see it. And then once I see it, I think I'll tag you. That that was in YMCA basement days. And where do you, where do you guys go now? Actually, I, I don't know. Well, uh, for COVID, we were going backstage actually. Ooh, wait. Backstage. Oh, okay. Hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, there's a room there because um. I, I think before COVID, the basement started to have more um, ballet people, you know, because YMCA, we're just renting the room. Okay, here's something interesting you did not know. Ever since uh, COVID, the whole YMCA build, by the way, YMCA is where we have our ser Sunday services. Where, the whole where YMCA, YMCA? Where YMCA? Orchard, at Orchard. <laughs> yeah, don't get Fanciest the wrong one. Place. Huh? <laughs> Fanciest place in Singapore. And one of the oldest there. buildings. The, ever since COVID happened, because uh, back in the day, only our church was using YMCA. Now there's seven. Are you kidding? Seven churches? Now there are seven churches using YMCA. Some are using whatever floor, some are using the basement, some are using the ninth floor. We literally have, we're running out of rooms. <laughs> But it was quite amazing, and most of them are Filipino churches too. Oh, that's great! So if you, hmm. yeah, yeah. So somehow the pandemic brought more churches together, quite literally, actually. Yeah, it's so fascinating to see. 
always tell I always tell the youth in our church like if you guys can't get along and you want to leave the youth because of you have, you have beef with another dude or another person eventually you're gonna go to heaven you're gonna see them and then how you're gonna have the same beef huh? you know what you have to you're, it's the people it's the family of believers you know whether you, wherever you go you know that it's family is messy ministry is also messy relationships is a two-way thing it's it can get messy it can also be very beautiful if if people nurture it i love that part like you know being able to nurture something because you know that's the whole point of god's role in relationships with christians mm. doing ministry you got to understand each other <laughs> You got to try yes. and understand each other. And I only learned that very, not recently, but like, you know, like three years ago where I really had to suck up my ego. I'm not the all-star basketball player or anything. I'm not the one who's going to save everyone. That's God's job. Mm. I was supposed to just do my role, um, see how badly I can do it. <laughs> and then realize, oh yeah, it's, you know, th- the whole point of, a blessing from god is like him doing the work it's just you're yeah. there witness it be there you can't miss it it's at the right yeah. of the del taco <laughs> I, went, I went away I, went... <laughs> I, I love how you're picking it up <laughs> all right well jai um it's kind of late and i i think you know and yeah, I think that's it for Jai's episode. Oh man, so bitin. <laughs> I wish I can stay here forever. Talk for hours, man. We could, we could. And we used to, we used to. We, mm. we would, uh, Jai is a big time gamer. Not, you know, big time as in he, he's a famous gamer. But like, it's come back. I've reduced, but yes, I still, I still yeah. play Halo. <laughs> And uh, Jai plays games, and he's been very good at games ever since we were young, along with our friend. I'm going to shout him out, Yosh. Hey, Yosh. And uh, I hope, you know, we, we could play sometime uh, as adults can play whatever time they can. <laughs> I have two mm. last questions. Um, awesome. One, one is the first one, and we'll leave the other one later. What helps you wake up in the morning? Fantastic question. What helps you? What helps me? Uh, honestly, like really speaking from the heart here, it's it's knowing that each day has a purpose of some kind. I've learned this serving and I've learned this uh, from serving in the national service in the army. Uh, Sidetrack in Singapore, every every guy has to serve the, the army for two years. Very long, very painful, very difficult. Uh, I learned it from there because I had to keep going and it was very emotionally tiring. And I, I realized if I just find some kind of purpose uh, for each day, it's enough to wake up and bang on from bed. Back then, it was so bad. Even just the thought of, I'm going to have lunch today. <laughs> it was enough to write, I got for- to look forward to lunch. And then after lunch, I got to look forward to dinner. You know. But ever since then, I've kept that habit. Uh, I wake up, uh, whether if it's a, if it's a boring work day or Saturday, nothing planned or a Sunday, church day or a lazy day. I have always some kind of right today has some purpose behind it. I'm very thankful to God that I'm waking up today. Um, as long as I'm breathing, God is God is writing a story and I'm part of the story, you know, 
that helps me to get up uh, in the morning and as equally important helps me fall asleep at night <laughs> knowing that today i've done the purpose i think tomorrow i have another purpose uh, that helps me sleep i think you've seen nacho you've seen the tiny puppy yeah that's not yeah <laughs> yeah and well they help me wake up in the morning because they force me to like walk them and stuff and you know i don't <laughs> want that anymore and they just <laughs> Teach the dog to walk itself. <laughs> go, go, come back in five minutes. Okay. All right. And then the last question. Uh, this is a very special segment because uh, here at Help, I'm with people. I always want to make sure that we're helping people because people mm. aren't scary. So yes. what is one advice you would give to introverts to socialize? Are you an introvert, first of all? Yes. <laughs> yes, you know me. This okay. is one thing I realized. I've I've always been an introvert, even though it seemed like I became like super rara and like. But I know this because there are many days where I I lose my social battery, and I need to be alone to recharge. That's how I know. Yep, I'm still very much introvert. Introvert. Oh, you know how they say you have there's always a spectrum, introversion, extroversion. That's true. Some days I feel like I want to meet people. But if I meet too many people, I want to go home, you know, like this. So, so uh, yes, one advice, uh, only one. Gosh, there's so many things. I know um, there's so many things, but the number I'll one advice one. you want. Yeah. Number one. All right. Okay. Practical advice for introverts. I know that it's hard to, I know that naturally introverts' social battery, battery is low. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to be like that for like pretty much most of your life. One thing we can do speaking of behalf of all introverts is inviting people for dinner at your house one person or two if you can take it one person your close buddy a guy you've, you've you haven't met in a while or the same guy you've always been talking to there's something magical i believe in the, about the dinner table and this is coming from an introvert i don't like parties i don't like going i, I don't like socializing i'm not the butterfly I'm like I'm like a wasp. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, but, back but up. Essentially, back up. Hold up. Yes. Essentially, that's. I would say that of all things, there's something magical about dinners, communal dinners. Something special about it. It can go back if you read the New Testament that Jesus with all those magical conversations happen over food, <laughs> you know, over dinner table. So, if you're an introvert, you want to. Uh, grow in your friendships or expand your friendships we this is just us we do it one person at a time we don't do like big groups if you can do one person at a time that's amazing invite them over for dinner uh, you don't have to cook your mom can cook joke you can order food <laughs> uh, yeah that's it that helps so much it helped me help me grow and be you know people are people are afraid to as we are afraid of people so they all want to be loved and close family dinners all the way <laughs> all right so jai thank you once again for joining me here at a very special episode of help i'm with people jai and mark's edition Ray. Uh, i miss you bro i i keep saying it but you, you know how much <laughs> i miss you and you miss you too natin, grabe. <laughs> wow tagalog ah. wow galing ah. hey sorry sorry <laughs> po sir <laughs> So, 
Vámonos, Dora. <laughs> okay, Thank and you. I'm gonna see you more. We'll schedule something. We'll schedule something. So, but anyway, this is the end of the podcast of this episode. Thank you so much, guys. And guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Help, I'm With People, hosted by Martin Tubig, was published, produced, edited, and distributed on Anchor by Spotify, recorded on Zoom, and is built by a very loving community surrounding a very quirky individual. That's me. Want to know how to support this? Like and follow our Facebook page, Help, I'm With People, and stay tuned for more episodes. Remember, helping is good, and people aren't scary. Bye!